Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are Podcast. This is We Are Air, Season 5, Episode 24, The Final Episode. If this is your first time checking out the Podcast Network, please head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes, and give We Are Podcast Network a like. And if you get a chance, head over to our social media. All links can be found in the description. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at backslash We Are Podcast. And with that said, on to the podcast. Take a journey back. Enjoy the pack at Black Dog Retro Arcade. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Black Dog Retro Arcade Podcast. This is Duck. I am here with... Ethan. And... Jay. Okay. Today, we want to talk about something very awesome, something that is deep and dear to my heart, the Pac-Man. Have you all heard of the Pac-Man? The good news of the Pac-Man? Have you heard the Pac-Man? <laughs> Pac-Man fever. Pac-Man fever. God, we were singing that before even setting up all this crap. Oh, my God, dude. I love Pac-Man <laughs> fever That was a big so hit. Much. That was a big hit song. I remember. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I remember. I was pretty young. Nope. So let's real quick talk from the beginning. Let's talk about our experiences with Pac-Man. I want to begin with Jay. All right. Jay remembers the first time he played Pac-Man. Yeah, I, I, I didn't play a very good version. I played it on the Atari 2600. Oh, you got the crap version. <laughs> well, I mean. Crap I, man. Yeah, that's definitely the one I remember. I think my uncle had a Atari, and so it was the first game system I remember playing on at my grandparents' house. But yeah, played a lot of Pac-Man. A lot of Pac-Man. Do you remember playing it in the arcade for the first oh, time? Oh, yeah. Uh, probably the first time I remember playing it was on a tabletop at a VFW. No, no, no. An American Legion in Plano, Texas. Lots of lots of smoke, lots of drinking, lots of. <laughs> Why not, were you there? Well, yeah, he, he was, was there for Pac Man. Damn it! My, no. my grandpa. It's, it's where he was. You know, he's a veteran, so like that's where that's where he goes and talks to all of his buddies. And yeah, I was drowning in cherry cokes. Oh, and nice. Very nice. Roy Rogers, if yeah, you will. Yes. Roy Rogers, absolutely. We yeah. call him Jerry Cokes because we're, you know, boring. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 first time I played it. Yeah, I played a bunch. I mean, uh, Pac-Man is like the definition of a, of a quarter cruncher. You're, you're, no, no one really wins that game. Yes, absolutely. Well, except for if you're uh, somebody named Billy Mitchell, you might uh, you <laughs> might win at that game. Uh, uh, Ethan, what is your first interaction? You being a little bit younger than us, you don't remember Pac-Man Fever. We barely remember it. I mean, I'm kind of torn. I, I don't remember exactly when I first played it, but it was either at one of the local arcades in Highland Village, Flower Mound, Texas. I remember going there and playing that as a kid. Or I either first played it on the Namco Museum GameCube disc. Right I, on. I can't remember which one came first, but those are probably my earliest memories of, uh, of the original Pac-Man. Right on, dude. Well, my original memory of Pac-Man was Pac-Man was everything to me. I love Pac-Man so much. I have a memory of my first birthday cake being a Pac-Man birthday cake. It was awesome. I remember having this hat with a little Pac-Man decal on it, iron-on on it, and I wore that hat freaking everywhere that I went. Until the patch fell off. Oh, dude. I don't know what happened to it, but I bought the patch a couple Christmases ago. Are you going to remake the hat? Yes, I'm going to remake the hat. I just there haven't got go. around to it yet. I will do this, though, and, and people will appreciate it. Just everything about Pac-Man was, it, before the Turtles, for me, my obsession was Pac-Man, 100%. All the time. Love Pac-Man. Love everything to do with it. Had sticker books. Had... Stickers had like those little. What were those little things that you had the stick ons, the cling ons, and you remember these, right, Jay? Did oh, you get yeah. the box. Yeah, and, they were like uh, they were, they were sticker ish, but they, they were, like, were vinyl. Like I think. decals. Yeah, they were like decals. 
and you could make a little scene out of them or like chewing them. That's what I used to do. <laughs> or and chew on them. You should probably you weren't supposed to do that, but I was young. I remember putting my mouth and choking on those. Like that was bad. my uh my you were trying to get the power pellet. <laughs> my favorite uh, my favorite pizza place in the world, Mama's Pizza. They actually uh their pizza box had a like basically a red Pac Man with his open mouth. You saw a slice of pizza going in there. So like oh, that's Pac- awesome. the, the, the shape of Pac Man was used for marketing for a ton of stuff, and it was it's so ubiquitous the idea of something that eats every thing so pac-man became kind of like a thing oh absolutely well he's a mascot for the 80s in a lot of ways absolutely mascot yeah. for sure the 80s. but man we can get into the fall later on but man mario really wiped him off the face of the <laughs> well let's talk a little bit about the history originally called puck man in japan that name spelled p-u-c-k was obviously changed in america because they didn't want children crossing out the p and Putting well, on a spray paint. Very similar looking letter. Yes, there you go. Released in 1980 by Namco in Japan, but was released by Midway Manufacturing as part of a licensing agreement. Licensing, if I can say licensing. It was easy for you to say. Yeah, exactly. Agreement in America. How does Pac-Man play? The player controls Pac-Man, who must eat all the dots inside an enclosed maze while avoiding four colored ghosts. Eating large flashing dots called power pellets, causing the ghosts to temporarily turn blue, allowing Pac-Man to eat them for bonus points. So, the game itself is simplistic. It's probably one of the simplest games that is the most complex game you'll ever play. And it's because the ghosts move in not random patterns. They have certain things they do. Like the one ghost will actually chase you. It's the chaser ghost, which is usually the red one. The other ones move around in rotation. The cool thing about Pac-Man is every maze has a pattern. I don't know if you guys know this. You told me about this when we were at black dog arcade you told me there was some magic pattern where if you did it on every level then you always win yes it so the pattern changes first level has a certain pattern second level changes for the next three levels and then after that up until you get the key there's a pattern for that too now the pattern will take you about 70 percent through the maze the rest of the maze you have to finish on your own but there's certain things like in the third pattern there's something called the kiss where you literally go up and go pixel to pixel with a ghost if you do it right, and then you leave and you turn the other way. And then there's called the Devil's Curve, where the ghost will chase you the whole way down. And if you've timed everything perfectly, they will stop chasing you and they'll reverse. So these patterns are pretty easy to learn. I've learned them. I've practiced them on my home arcade machine because I have one. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's really fun to, to go through the patterns. And what, the way I found out about them was we were leaving Pizza Hut in Chippenville, Pennsylvania. And... There was a guy playing Pac-Man. He was on a high level. And my dad's like, how are you doing that? He goes, there's patterns. So from a young age, I've known about them, probably the age of three or four. Mm. It's one of my first memories, him telling me about those. So my whole life, I was like, I want to learn these. And then finally, I got around to it, and I learned the patterns. So it was pretty cool. So, yeah, the game is great. We're going to talk about how big it was. Like, Pac-Man was everywhere. TV, commercials, cartoons. Did you watch the cartoon show? Absolutely. That was when we had the whole family, right? Mm-hmm. You have the kids and, and Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, again, I was never, like, the biggest Pac-Man stand, as they say, but, like, I definitely, you know, I definitely ran in. He was everywhere, man. It was heavily merchandised. Like, w- well before Mario, there was Pac-Man everything. Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. When she came along, she was even bigger. Well, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, let's just, we'll just break it down. I mean, straight up, Miss Pac-Man's a superior game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely it is. Uh, I would agree with that. Now, I have nostalgia for Pac-Man now that I know the patterns, so that changes the name of the game. 
But definitely, Miss Pac-Man has four different maze variations, you know, cut scenes that, that advance the story of Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. The funny thing, though, is right now, Miss Pac-Man is not part of canon. They have changed it to Madam Pac-Man. And what? so if you go to play Pac-Man Repack, it's no longer Miss Pac-Man with a bow in her hair. It's Miss Pac-Man with a purple hat on now. So the reason why that's happening, Madam Pac-Man? it's Miss, it's Madam Pac-Man or something like that. Ma'am, 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 man, ma'am, 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 ma'am. So basically, the person who made Miss Pac-Man, because Miss Pac-Man was not made by Namco, it was made as an add-on, a, a hack basically mm. by this small computer company. Uh, they had been making hacks of different games throughout time, and they got to Pac-Man, and they're like, they made Mr. Do. And they ended up changing it from Mr. Do to Miss Pac-Man before they released what it. What is Mr. Do? It was just basically a Pac-Man-looking creature with long legs. So it's, it's, it's a Pac-Man with legs? Yeah. It's a reskin. That's yeah. basically earlier ROM hacks. So basically, yes, you're right. That's what it was. It was a ROM hack, and then they released it, and they sold the rights to Midway. Now, Namco... Yeah, because didn't yeah were they were they getting in some legal trouble too? But yes, they've, they like that's the thing. I think they were getting into legal trouble, but it turns out they were making games better, and so they actually end up making a career out of that to some extent. Yes, yes. And what ended up happening with the rights to Miss Pac-Man is the guy was not getting paid from Namco, so he got really sick of it, and so he sold his rights to Miss Pac-Man to At Games. Now, if you remember At Games, they made the crappy Sega Genesis. Atari flashbacks a couple years ago that would break after like two months. Yep. And so Namco, instead of wanting to spend money to buy the rights from his Pac-Man for the most recent games, they're like, we'll just change her. So that's what they've been doing. They just change her to Pac-Man or whatever it is. I don't even, like, it, it blows my mind how they would even get away with making Miss Pac-Man a thing and not including Namco in any of that. You I mean, it do was that the 80s. at all today. They took a chance. They were like, if we get sued, we get sued. And I think they did. Yeah, and there's also, well, here's the other thing that, you know, just for all you crazy thieves out there, there's no such thing as a worldwide copyright, really. Yeah, that's Ooh. true. That's true. So that's why, that's why you have, like, that's why you have companies, like, in Brazil making Duff beer. And, like, you try to sue them, but, you, like, your copyrights and trademarks. They're very different they're, in Brazil. They're, yeah. well, they're generally... <laughs> They're generally, they like, country-specific. That's why you have, like, the American rights to something and the U.K. rights to something. So, you know, like, because, like, just like just like we have, just like all laws, there's, there's not really universal laws. So, like, you can say something belongs to you, but, I mean, like, in other countries, it's not like anyone's going to enforce it. I mean, that's why, that's why, I mean, Bollywood, I mean, how many things does Bollywood clearly take from, um, you know, American movie studios and without any fear? Because they're like, oh, you can't sue us because... Our jurisdiction's not going to back you. <laughs> it's just the way it is. And for this, like I said, he got sick and tired of not being paid. So he was like, I'll just sell the rights. It's fine. At Games is definitely not playing ball. So let's talk about Pac-Man Fever. It's a single by Buckner and Garcia, which I'm going to play a snippet of right now. Just got copyright struck. All right. So there's the snippet of Pac-Man Fever. Copyright Fever. Copyright Fever. Gonna shut you down now. Gonna shut you down now. (laughs) Capitalizing on the video game craze of the earthly 1980s, a song about the classic video game Pac-Man peaked at number nine on the Billboard Hot 100 in the United States in March of 1982. 
I do remember this song. This is a song that's kind of fell into the Zetgeist over time to the point where even Ethan knows it. And Ethan, why would you know that song? Where, where did where... you gotta remember? I, I'm like, sometimes I feel like I'm the kid out of time. I, I, I was raised by parents that love all of the 70s, 80s, 90s culture, and I grew up on all of that. So uh, that's why I know him. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that's it's just like. The 80s screams grandma's house with that plaid couch. And, and the wood paneling everywhere. Wood paneling and a floor model TV with a Nintendo set up to it. That's where it's at. For me, I always had the Nintendo at my house. And then when I got the Super Nintendo, we moved the Nintendo over there for mm-hmm. whatever reason. And I ended up like giving away my entire Nintendo and probably like 40 year games. Just like, man, I was kicking myself in the butt. Yeah, why would you do that? Well, I mean, as things transitioned and got better, I kind of let the things of the past kind of die with them. Like, yeah. I, I didn't hang on to things a lot. Like, once I got my Super Nintendo, I never played my Nintendo. Once I got the N64, the Super Nintendo might as well have been a paperweight. Yeah, you, you, that's why you're a healthy minded person. And this is the mended brain right here because nostalgia feeds. The endorphins for me, like everything nostalgic. But you don't even play the things you have. I like to collect. Yeah, you like to, you like, yeah, you like, like to put things on a shelf and be like, yep, one of these days. It looks cool in the background. background. Yeah, it looks cool in the background. (laughs) I mean, what else can you say? Yes. So also, they tried to do a follow-up song in May of 1982 called "Do the Donkey Kong." Let's play a snippet of that. I did not get copyright struck for that you because the, the, the Billboard charts had only ranked at 103, and anything past 100, you do not get copyright struck. I don't think that's true, Doug. You can play 15 seconds of a song. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So I'll play two. He, he played 15.1. He played 16 <laughs> seconds. Enjoying this episode? Go check out Geekster, a dating and friends app for geeks that focuses on common interests as a way to make meaningful connections. Download today on the App Store or click the link in the description to find out more. Geekster, this is what happens when nerds collide. Geekster, available on iOS and Android. All right, let's talk about the crappy Atari port. Jay, you have the experience with this. You played that before you played the original Pac-Man. Yeah, I did. I didn't have any other point of reference. I'm going to be kind of shocking a lot of people when I say this, but I wasn't even a massive video game fan as a kid. I was super into action figures. As a matter of fact, when I got my Nintendo, it took me about two minutes to, like, figure out what it was. My grandparents got it for me. So it's one of those sad things where, like, you know when you, you buy somebody a gift that you're sure they'd really love? And then, like, I just said, there's, like, what's this? <laughs> oh. And, like, and they were, like, it's, like, everything. It's what everyone wants. And I was, like, okay. <laughs> I'll cool. go back to my GI Joes. I'll yeah, so, I mean, I, I, it, have you heard of He Man? Oh yeah, was, yeah, He Man was 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 my guy. But now, like, yeah, that's the thing. Is so like I, I didn't really have any point of reference. So like I played that. I played Mash. I played a few other games on the Atari, and it was like it was just there's a way to kind of kill some time, really, more than anything. So yeah, yeah. So for the Atari Pac Man game, the game was programmed by Todd Fry, taking six months to complete. Anticipating high sales, Atari produced over 1 million copies for its launch and held a National Pac-Man Day on April 3rd, 1982 to help promote the release. So what's different about the Atari game? Well, first of all, it's barely playable. It is playable, but it is barely playable. Instead of dots, you are picking up pieces of gum. Power pellets are still there. The ghosts kind of go in and out of the screen, so you can't really tell where they're at at all times. And the controls 
are real janky because you'll go up against the wall and instead of left or down or whatever you got to go, you've got to push hard on that joystick to kind of get it to go the other direction. You have to continue to push the joystick or he won't move that direction. So I feel like it's a it's a very popular game for the system. You see Atari cartridges everywhere. Everywhere I go, I'll see at least somebody will it have a, that. It was a smash hit yeah, too. It was a smash hit, but at the same time, it's crap. It's pack crap. It was a smash hit, but everyone played it, and then they decided, well, let's smash go to the, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then let's go let's to the arcade. <laughs> yeah, 100%, dude. Have you ever played it, Ethan? Yes. We played it at the video game museum, you and I. <laughs> you made a big stink of, oh, you got to play this. You got to play this. That and Atari ET. Yeah. So, so what'd you, Oh, yeah, yeah. They got that. Because the National Video Game Museum has that cool display where they have yeah, the dedicated Atari. Dedicated to the entire crash of the industry. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> and you can play it there. But, like, what did you think of it when you played it? It's crap. <laughs> what? Like, No. No. No, Duck. No. No, I agree it's with bad. you. It's bad. It's bad. It is but I mean, kind of like what Jay was saying, if I had no frame of reference, if I had never played Pac-Man before or knew what it was, maybe I would have a different opinion on that. But, you know, I played the original. I'm not going to sit down and play that. Yeah. But also the Atari was way, 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 way before being way before my time. <laughs> That's true. But as a child that should have been born in the 80s, like you said, you got to try that at least once. At least. Oh, yeah. do you feel that way? Do you feel like you missed out by not being born in the 80s? Uh, kind of yes and no. I, I I I toss and turn on that a little bit. I like a lot of the the pop culture, the video games, and stuff like that. But then I also really like a lot of the modern day stuff too. Yeah. So it's kind of right now I get the best of both worlds. I feel like if Duck like literally just relived his life from eighty eighty five to eighty nine over and over and over again, he'd be just fine. Yeah. No, I mean just you right now. If you could only if you did like a Groundhog Day of the of the those times, yeah, I'd be down. You'd be you, you'd, yeah. But I have to be about 15 years younger because this body's falling apart. <laughs> it's done for. It's done for. So we have to talk about the longevity of Pac-Man. There have been, most recently, Pac-Man World Repack came out. It is an interesting remake of Pac-Man World. Right away, you'll be able to tell the differences in the game. The biggest thing is when you get the pac pellet, you turn into a giant Pac-Man. In the original game, that didn't happen. Not only that, but Pac-Man had so many spinoffs. Uh, the biggest one I can think of, Pac-Land. Did you guys ever play Pac-Land? All That's right. when you're actually in, like, the cartoon character version of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. I also remember, it was it Pac-Mania? Pac-Mania, where it's, like, isometric, isometric yeah. 3D. I, yeah. That was, that to me, was that, weird. that I actually played that in the arcade back in 1990. That had an arcade machine? Absolutely. Yes. It was absolutely an arcade release, and it was, like, it was very interesting. It's, like, because you're, you're, it's isometric, so you don't really know what you're doing. You don't really know, like, what to expect from it. You couldn't necessarily see the ghosts coming. It was... Very, very groundbreaking for the time. I, mean, I don't think it was that big a hit, but it was definitely... Pac-Man, it lives in such a vacuum. It's it's kind of hard to catch that lightning in a bottle twice, so yeah. they keep trying. They tried. I mean, we had Super Pac-Man, we had Pac-N-Pal. Pac-Man Jr. Uh, right? Pac-Man Jr. I was about to talk about with the elongated maze, the widescreen 16 by 10... <laughs> I'm sorry, 1980 by 10. Was that the one that had the weird like, little pinball machine? No, it? that's Pac-Baby. That's what I was and thinking. And there's up. like Pac-Man Battle Royal. Yes, Pac-Man Battle Royal is a giant arcade machine. Four players, yeah. yeah, and it's huge. That, it's just massive. You're all playing as Pac-Man, trying to get your power pellets and eat, eating everybody else. It's very cannibalistic. It's very cannibalistic. Pac-Man Battle Royale is a lot of fun, though. A couple other spinoffs I can think of. Pac-In-Time. It is terrible. It's barely playable. Pac-Man 2. Have you guys ever played that in the Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis? 
it's interesting. It's like a point and click adventure. So you're playing through these episodes of Pac-Man's life and all you have to control Pac-Man is a slingshot. And so you get a little stone in your slingshot. And when you want Pac-Man to interact with something, you hit that thing with the slingshot. So you have a little reticle on the screen and you can aim at the stuff. And then you can turn him into Super Pac-Man where he actually gets a cape and a domino mask and he's a superhero. So it's a weird game. That's about as much of a sequel as... What is it? Legend of Zelda 2 linked to the. <laughs> thing. It's, it's not it's even. Crap! It's not even in the same genre. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. Weird. Hey everyone, it's just Duck jumping in here real quick to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. If you're enjoying it, head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes, and give We Are Podcast Network a like. And if you get a chance, head over to our social media. All links can be found in the description. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at backslash we are podcast. And with that, back to the podcast. Out of all the Pac-Man sequels, there's been so many. Is there any ones that stand out to you guys other than Pac-Mania, which you said? Yeah, pretty much those. The one for me. Yeah, how about you, Ethan? Have Pac-Man you Pac-Man World, but specifically World 2. Pac-Man World 2 is a blast. That is so much fun getting all the power-ups fighting all the ghosts and their weird robot machines butt bouncing <laughs> the, the the stupid little rev roll rams i remember getting so mad over those little it's know. challenging but it's a kid's game but, but the, it's very challenging the treetop levels are impossible i love the treetop levels yeah. i think my favorite in that entire game the final boss fight was really cool where you turn into like super pac-man because the gold fruit and stuff that was awesome i think it's the last island you go to the last area you're on the the ghosts island and there's this boardwalk level where you're on roller skates going through and you have to kind of jump from platform to platform and that's just so much fun yeah pac-man world 2 i had it on gamecube and it came with a very special disc in the uh collector's edition i still have that where you can play if you have four game boy advances you can play a special version of pac-man where the ghosts are controlled by the game boy advances so it's three game boy advances and player one is controlling pac-man on the screen here's the problem though who in their right mind is going to have Pac-Man World 2, a GameCube, three extra Game Boys, and the Game Boy Connector. Jay. <laughs> no. The answer is Jay. <laughs> like, it, it, it's not going to happen. I mean, yeah. That's a really, that's a really unique... Uh, they should have put that in the commercial. You and three of your friends with Game Boy Advances <laughs> can play as the ghosts. I'm exhausted just telling you this. <laughs> Let me tell you how to hook it up. 20 minutes later. No, it was really interesting and really fun to play. We would play, we have one Game Boy Advance, obviously, and a link cable, which cost 20 bucks at the time, which is ridiculous. And we would play at least with one ghost. And it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was a great game. I really appreciate it. When they came out with it, I went and bought it like that day. I was so excited. It just seems like so extra. Why wouldn't you just use the other three controllers? I, I don't know. They ended up re-releasing it, I believe, for, I think Wii it was U Wii U, yeah, that they re-released it for. I could see that working. Yeah. You have, like, person playing Pac-Man on the little, the, I forget what the controller pad was called, and then all the ghosts using wireless controllers or something. So they released the most recent one within the last couple of years that they released, other than Pac-Man World Repack, was Pac-Man 99. Did you get a chance to play that? Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so it's you against 98 other people or 99 other people. I don't know what the what the countdown is. But, yeah, it's it's convoluted and confusing and fun at the same time because you can kind of see 
what's going on with the other Pac-Man in the stage and stuff like that. I enjoyed that game quite a bit. Other than that, Pac-Man just has a special place in my heart. I absolutely love Pac-Man because of being raised, like you said, Jay, between 85 and 89. I would be happy to live in that over and over again. But for this, for 82, I'd have to put that in there. I think the video game Crash would have killed me. <laughs> I really do. Because you, you identify so much with it? I bet, yeah. I, you know, I, bet, I bet for a lot of kids, it, that's exactly what it did. I mean, if you think about the video game Crash, it's like they're not joking when they say that a lot of these kids that were crushing it in video games they were like akin to like athletes at the time they were so popular and to be honest i think i mean i'm not don't quote me on it but i think uh, for at least a year or two i think the arcade industry outgrossed the movie industry yeah big time which is so and you got to think of how quickly that boom was pong came out and then it was just like back to back to back to back hitters and then 83 hit and it just oh man it's so, fell off. It's so sad because i mean yeah like you, you got all these guys who were who were who own these you know arcades and they were just printing money and then when it went away all these kids that so their entire identity is wrapped up in this and now all of a sudden they have to find something else to you know they actually have to go talk to well we can definitely say nostalgia plays big on me for this but we work for black dog retro arcade which is a arcade in arlington texas and it literally is a nostalgia fest when you walk in there. Absolutely. It feels like an old school arcade. And we cultivated it with, like Jay said, the best games that we could possibly find. We don't have filler games. We have the best of the best. We put what we could in there. No filler, all killer. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Ah, that should be our tagline. No killer, all filler. Yeah, it so, was before you was going. Not, uh, no, not 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 all kill. Not no killer, all filler duck. Oh, uh, my bad. No filler, all killer. I apologize. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what I'm trying to say is if you're into classic gaming, if you want to play some Pac-Man, we know the place that you can go to play that. Where so do they go, Duck? They go to Arlington, Texas at Black Dog Retro Arcade. Well, the only other thing I'd like to talk about is is another title that has Pac-Man that you guys strangely didn't bring up. What was that? He's in Smash Brothers. He yeah. is in Smash, isn't he? I totally forgot about he's absolutely that. Absolutely in Smash. Nobody's favorite character, but he's in there. <laughs> he's in there. He's also in the Mario Kart GP video games. That is also yeah. correct. Yeah. And they actually ended up taking that and making a Pac-Man racing game off of that, which I absolutely love. It's one of yeah, my favorite actually, games. Actually, yeah, let's let's talk about now that we got you here, Duck. You know, you, you you claim to be such a Pac-Man fan, but every time I see you decked out in video game stuff, it's always Mario. Are you uh, a closet ooh. Pac-Man Pac-Man fan, or what's going on with that? I got too fat to wear my Pac-Man shirts. Pac-Man's like three times the size of... <laughs> my shirts aren't, though. Oh, gotcha. They're all XLs and 2XLs, and I can't fit in them. So Mr. 3XLs just sitting there dreaming about a Pac-Man shirt. But I think I have Pac-Man socks on. No, they're Mario. My bad. Damn, dude. I failed you, Pac-Man. You're a pac poser. I failed you. <laughs> Anything else you guys can think about? Uh, no, I mean, I think I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, Pac-Man again. He's a legacy title. He's he's definitely a pillar. I mean, I I, I think it's pretty safe to say that without Pac-Man, you probably don't get Mario. You probably don't get a lot of these other, other titles. Like Pong, obviously started a lot of the games race, so to speak. But Pac-Man, I think, was like really just that first breakout breakout hit. It, you could kind of call it the Star Wars of video games because it's just it got out there and people just everywhere played it. And, 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 and it's so easy to pick up and play. You talk about Billy Mitchell, uh, you know, the greatest Pac-Man player of all time. He's got, good, he's got good hot sauce. Yeah, he's got he's got the best hot sauce. Me and Ethan almost met him at Retropalooza, 
but we chickened out because this he was we crap. No, no, I chickened out and I took Ethan with me. I was like, no, no, we can't, we can't talk. <laughs> no, I got nervous because he's such a larger than life character, but I did get to ask him a question on the panel and I asked him what he thought about this wave of new arcades coming through. And he said he loved it. He loved the fact that children could experience what their parents experienced. So I thought that was a very nice it's gesture. Kind of a wholesome look at it. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I love Pac-Man. Pac-Man speaks to men, women, children, everyone. You know, you, you know say I mean? that, but I think you still owe the Pac gods three hail Pac-Mans and 50 cents, my friend. Because <laughs> you were wearing nothing but Mario gear. He's got a point. No, well, no, no. I'm rocking our Nightmare Before Christmas shirt. Three uh, Pac-Mans and 50 cents. All right, man. I'll, I'll say my three Pac-Mans. <laughs> Kneel before the Pac. The pa- <laughs> Make your way are. before the we Pac. Are, we are the Pac. We the Pac. Oh, you know, that's what it is. You know what? You know what? We do have a, a slogan. What was your slogan that you came up? Oh, home? no filler. Join the pack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Join the pack. It's you're, no filler. Yeah, your childhood's back. Join no, no. the pack. No, no, no. Your childhood's back, so join the pack. A black, black dog, dog retro, retro arcade. arcade. <laughs> yeah. He was singing it at Retropalooza the whole time. He was like, hey, your childhood's back, so join the pack. A black dog retro, retro arcade. arcade. So that's our saying. You gotta, you gotta lay that down, man. We gotta use that yeah. jingle. Mm-hmm. Or you could go yeah. take a journey back. No, you take a journey back and join the pack at retro. Yeah, you know, take a journey back. Which one do you like better? I like take a journey back because it's like, uh, it's just it, you don't just talk about your childhood because I mean, you know, some people discover these games when they were you know adults, so they might still do it. All right, so let's finish our Pac-Man talk real quick by saying. Ethan, do you have any final words for Pac-Man? Waka, 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 waka. There you go. That's all you need to know. So, yes. <laughs> so, we don't really have a slogan going on, but Jay came up with an idea. And then, so it's going to be... Okay. Take a journey back. Enjoy Join the, the pack, pack at, at Black, Black Dog Retro Arcade. Arcade. <laughs> and I'm Billy Mitchell, <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's going to be our slogan. That's what we're going to say. At the beginning and end of every podcast, you can check us out on the web at Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Black Dog Retro Arcade. You can check us out on Twitter at BD Retro Arcade. If you are in Arlington, Texas, please come down to Black Dog Retro Arcade and play the games. And you can check me and Ethan out and Jay sometimes on the stream at twitch.tv backslash Black Dog Arcade, where we stream usually every day for about an hour. Check us out there. With that said, take a journey back and join the pack at 309 Curtis Mountain. This way, sweet number 147 in Arlington, Texas, 76018. Boom, done. Black Dog Retro Arcade. Like said, thank you so much. This has been Duck. I've been here with Ethan and Jay. And uh, yeah, take a journey back and join the pack at Black Dog Retro Arcade. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's so catchy, though. Oh, it's so good. We got to use it for something finally. Take a journey back. And there it is. Thank you again so much for checking out the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and iTunes, and give We Are Podcast Network a like. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, you're going to love the other podcasts here on the We Are Podcast Network. We have We Are Bagoo, a video game podcast where we talk Atari to Steam and everything between. That's me and Dr. Ethan Eastwood breaking down all that video game lore and having such a good time. Heroes, Jeros, a Dungeons and Distractions side quest. Me and the boys were playing some D&D. You can start that one from Season 1, Episode 1. It's a blast the whole way through. And I hate being sober. Personal stories from epic people. I sit down with some of my favorite people of all time. We talk about their trials, their tribulations, and their journey this far. 
And finally, our new live video podcast, Camp Slash Horrorcast, where we're going to have a roundtable discussion about our favorite horror movies. That'll be available on Twitch and YouTube, streaming every Monday at 8 p.m. Check the links in the description to find out what movies we'll be watching. Also, check the links in the description for our social media. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at backslash we are podcast network. With that said, thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. Please remember to support local comedy in any way that you can. We'll see you next time.